Okay, I must say today, Beis Hashem, I would like to start uh, a very interesting, very Nagaya sugya. It is a little bit complicated, I will admit. It's a little bit complicated. But you know something, this is a sugya that all of us need to know. It's a sugya that many people don't really understand, the intricate details of it. And it's a sugya that's very, very Nagaya. Very, very Nagaya. And it comes in two forms. We'll start with the, today we're going to start with the sugya, but the, the way I'm going to get to the direction, what I'm going to get to is as follows. I want to talk about two halachas. Halacha number one is, does mazonis bread exist? Does it exist? Is it real? Is it a real thing? Is it a made-up thing? Does it actually exist? Is it actually la halacha? Or is it some cheap way of getting out of benching? Or anything it may be. That's number one. And number two, let's finally get to it. What bracha do you make on pizza? Right, everyone comes out with all sorts of theories. I heard this, I heard this, one slice, two slices, America, Eretz Yisrael, all different types of sugars. It's, it's a little bit of a complicated sugar, I will admit. But it's a sugya that if you go through properly, you'll learn very interesting things. It's negeh to what brochot you make on rogaloch. It's negeh if, you make, if your wife makes challah and she wants to use some of the dough for, for, for whatever it could be, you know, different types of pastries and some of it for challah. There's lots of different shailas that could be negeh. And I don't think anyone here has really gone through the sugya properly. And it's good, to, well, at least one time. Meilach, you with us? Meilach, you with us? To go through the sugya. Yes? Okay, Gavaldik. Okay, you did, you. Where are you? Oh, Gavaldik. Baruch Hashem. Welcome back, Jed. Okay. Baruch Hashem. They always come back. They always come back. Baruch Hashem. Okay. So, first of all, I'll start with a the Maisa. There was a Maisa in America. It was a number of years ago, obviously. What's that? US of A. US of A, right? In the US of A. And uh, the Maisa goes, there was a small chasana, not so many people. And. Um, there was a difficult situation because they couldn't get everyone to wash. There was like one sink and like the men's section was around the other side. It was difficult. So they basically came up with a psak and they announced it on the microphone. Rabbi Isai, the bread is mazonis. And because of the bread is mazonis, then no one has to go wash. Much easier. As much as you think. Now, they made a bit of a mistake and a miscalculation because the Godel Hadorah was sitting at the chasna. I give a Moshe Vaishni was sitting at the chasna when they made this announcement. And he like tutted his head. He's like, this will swear to say when a person is kaveh suda at a chasana eating gechala with the regular suda that it's considered to be a mezainus it can't be it's a bit a bit shvach that's what Moshe said so somebody heard Rav Moshe so they got up on the mic and they said Rav Moshe paskind that it's actually hamoitzi see Rav Moshe said why did you say that if they didn't know the halacha mutiv shisha yigivalidi mezidin what are you messing around for so they got up on the mic and said okay forget about it mutiv shisha yigivalidi mezidin right so it was a bit of a mess it's a big shayla, Mazonis bread. It really is. I remember, this is going back many years ago, and I was once at a, it was a, I don't know what it was, some kind of event, and they were serving big, huge chalas, and they called it Mazonis. So I said to the mashkech, I said, seriously, this is Mazonis? He says to me like this, Rabbi said, Maestro Shoya, he says to me like this, shh. That's what he said. Ah, Okay. Now you, know, you, can, you can eat the rest of the suda. Is there such a thing as mazonis bread? Does it really exist? How much bread do you have to eat in order to wash pretzels? How many pretzels do you have to eat in order to wash and bench? Pretzels. Sometimes people don't want to wash. You know what they do? They take a, a packet of crackers, and they have crackers and tuna, whatever it may be. They, they don't even have. They have to wash, they have to bench like everybody else. There's no difference. Okay, there's a lot of shilas that come in that people do not chop. In the morning, they don't want to wash. So they take some bread, they take some danishes, and they eat that with a coffee. Who said you don't have to wash and bench for that? 
Right, you understand? There's a lot of different shilas that we have to get to. As I said, it's a little bit complicated, but it's Kedai at least one time in your life to go through the sugya and understand where it comes from and what it's all about. So let's start with an introduction like this. The Olam knows what Dogon is, right? Let's start with the basics. Dogon, what's Dogon? Grain. Which grain generally is it referring to? Generally wheat. Okay, Gavaldi, what bracha do we make on wheat? We had it by the Shemitah farm. Beautiful. Very good. That's right. When we went to uh, Moshav. Very good. No, what bracha did we make on the wheat? The only made wheat, right? So what bracha did we make? Huh? Shahakal. Very good. Make a shahakal on it, right? Okay, good. So you take grain. One second. Take grain. Take it as it is. You make a shahakal on it. You grind it up. And you put it into a dough with water, with oil, eggs, whatever it is. You smushed up. Now it's a dough. What bracha is it? Thank you. Shahakal still. Okay? It's a shahakal. You grind it up and put it into a dough. It's a regular shahakal. Okay? So, so far we've got two situations. You take grain, you take wheat. It's a shahakal when it's in its pure form. It's also shahakal when it's into a dough, even though it's ground into flour. If you toast it, so you put it in the oven, and you roast it up, what din does it have now? Anybody? It's like a bracha song that goes to all the brachas. No, because these are basics. I'm asking the oil over here. Basic shilas. What bracha do you make on wheat that's ground and roasted? Hadoma. It comes on the ground. It comes on the ground like a cucumber. What's the difference between a piece of grain and a cucumber? So when it's in its regular raw form, it's not edible. So no one eats it. Make a shahakal. Like an onion. What about you make an onion wall? Okay, well, that's a different shalim. Maybe we'll talk about it a different time. Right, are you so for the only one with me? Gabaldi. Is that Livy? These are basics, yeah. These are second grade stuff. Come on, seriously. Everyone knows this. Okay. If you take grain, what is this? Wheat, a piece of wheat, and roast it. No, no, it's a piece of grain that's roasted. That's very good, but it's a hadoma. It's a boy piadoma. Basics. Morty, you with me? Posh basic stuff. Okay. So we've got a piece of grain that's a shahakal. We've got a piece of grain that's ground up into a dough that's also a shahakal. We've got a piece of grain that's either whole or roasted, but it's, into, it's roasted up into like in an oven, whatever. That's going to be a hadoma. All of a sudden, if you take the grain and you cook it up with water or something similar, you cut up into a tav shell, now it's a. I'm not going to answer this one. This is a mazonis. Okay, that's easy. If you make it now into a dough and bake it in the oven, what is it? I might see. Boom. Okay. We've taken the side of a grain from a shahakal or from a tuahadoma to a mazonis to a hamaitzi. The highest form is obviously going to be a hamaitzi. Okay? Now, I want to ask the oil of Mishaila. Midda'oraisa, minhatoira. There is absolutely no difference between a, a chocolate rogaloch and a piece of challah and a piece of bread. There's no difference. Why? Because both of them come from a grain. And if you take a grain and you grind it up and you make it into a dough and you put it into the oven, all of you said it's amoitzi. That's obvious, right? Because once it's, once it's a bread, once it's baked up, ground up and baked up, so it's considered to be amoitzi. That means midda oraisa. There is no enough communion between a piece of chocolate cake and a piece of challah. They're both considered to be a din of pas. 
Okay, this Hagdama, by the way, is very important before we even get to the sugya of Mazonis bread and pizza and everything else. We have to understand where, where this is all coming from. Okay? One of the biggest riots. Listen to this riot again. I don't know how many people over here know this. What would be the din if a person eats a tremendous amount of chocolate cake? A huge amount of chocolate cake. Imamish she's stuffed now. Like he ate lunch, like he ate supper. Beautiful, he's stuffed. He has to bench, right? He doesn't remember if he benched. I push it, I don't remember. Right? I don't remember if he benched. Does he have to bench again? Al Sasophic? Mr. Bro Sophic the Rice and the have to bench again. Why is it the rice? You have to bench. It's like eating bread, it's like eating a piece of khala. There's no enough kamina. That's one of the biggest riots that there's no enough kamina between a piece of chocolate cake, a rogaluch, a danish, a cookie, a pretzel, and a piece of khala. But most of us grew up saying, no, 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 no. Khala and bread, that's amoitzi. The other stuff, that's mazainus. <laughs> it's both pus. They're both of a din of pus. I'll bring you another raya. Let's say, for example, in yeshiva or in your home, you only have one challah, one roll. So I need lecha mishnah. I want to have lecha mishnah Friday night, Shabbos day, Shalashitis. I want to have lecha mishnah. But I only have one roll. You know what? I have a Danish in the fridge or the freezer or in my room, whatever it may be. Can I use a Danish? Can I use a cake? Can I use something similar to that as a lecha mishnah? The answer is yeah. Why? Because it's lechem. It's got a din of pas. That doesn't make a difference. It's called a din of pas. Could be you have to eat from it, whatever. I'm not going to go to the details now. Lech Mishnah, how it works. But I'm going to be allowed to use Lech Mishnah because it's a good din of pas. Well, no, why is it with the evidence? I mean, of course, it's better to have pas mamish gomu. But the it works. It's called it's called Lech Mishnah. Lech Mishnah. What? Oh, very good. Ah, you're ready to step ahead of the oilam. Why do we say Mizoinis on it? That's a good kasha. Okay, so Rabbi Sai, only as an introduction for today. And again, this is a very interesting Shailah. These are Shailahs at Nagea. I assume everybody here eats pizza. I assume. I remember I was once by Agoyna Godel Rebizuel Orbach's house. When Agoyna Godel Rebizuel Orbach was talking about the sugya of pizza. And he once told me that he never ate pizza in his life. I mean, how should he ever eat pizza? He grew up in Rebbe house. He grew up in Rebbe Zalman's house. How, how should he eat pizza? Nobody ever served Rebizuel Orbach pizza. He said, never ate pizza before. He said, somebody came to him once with a whole safe, and they were writing about what broccoli I make on pizza. He said, they had to describe to me what is pizza. I did the same thing with him once with sushi. He didn't know what sushi was. How should you know what sushi is? Zero Bach knows what sushi is. I come upon him. So that's why it's important to know the basics of what we are dealing with before we even get into the Shiloh. So until now, we've discussed what bracha, simple bracha you make on grain, and we had a few surprises that most people apparently didn't know what bracha you make on grain, or toasted grain, or something similar to that. Let's move on as Agdama today, and we'll end with this, and tomorrow we'll continue to go into the details. It goes like this. There's a Gemara in Bracha's Daf Membeis. Okay, the Gemara in Bracha's Daf Membeis tells us as follows. The Gemara tells us that Rav Huna ate three loaves of Pas Habar Bekisnin. That's what the Gemara says. And the Gemara continues to tell us that he didn't bench afterwards. He ate three loaves of Pas Habar Bekisnin, but he didn't bench. So the Gemara said to him, I don't understand, were you not full? Of course you were full. If you were full, what's going on? Why didn't you bench? So there are two sugars that we have to deal with. Number one is what is considered to be Pasabah Bekistan that apparently doesn't require Hamoitzi and benching. And number two, what is the Sheikh Kaviya Suda that will require washing and benching even on Pasabah Bekistan? That means if you eat enough crackers and enough pretzels, enough rogaloch, enough danishes, then according to everyone, you're going to have to wash and bench. And therefore, when it comes to the sugya pizza, people that come along and say, oh, I only eat this, I know it's only a snack, or whatever it may be, could be that there's no makor or there's no heta for that. So let's just start 
with Agdoma today, there are three Rishonim Be'ika that discuss the Sugya of Pasa Baba Kislin. Like I told you, the Sugya is a little bit complicated. I was out of Sophic if we should do it because it's like a little bit complicated. But I think it's a Sugya that we have to do. It's a Sugya you have to know. This is a Sugya that you have to go through at some point to understand what you're doing. So start like one like, like this. Rabbeinu Hananel holds Pasa Baba Kislin. And again, this means that it's taken out of Hamoitzi. It's not a Hamoitzi. And now it's a Mazonis. And therefore, Be'etzim, you don't have to bench unless you have the amount that will be, we'll say, Be'ez Hashem soon. Okay? So Rabbeinu Hanal says, Pas Habar Bekisnin means there's a kiss. A kiss is a pocket. That means there is a pocket filled with something sweet. That's Rabbeinu Hananel Shita. Shita number two, Rashi and the Rambam. They hold that it's kneaded with something sweet. That means within the dough, when you make the dough, you, the ingredients of the dough is something sweet. That's according to Rashi and the Rambam. And then you've got the Rosh and Rabbeinu Yoyna that hold it's dry and crumbly. Right? Almost like a pretzel. Now, Lemaisa, what is the Tzad shava with all the Shitas that we him? Why did they hold that either it's filled with something sweet or it's kneaded with something sweet, or it's dry and crumbly, that it no longer gets a din, hamoitzi, now becomes a mazonas. What's the tzad shava? Anybody? Hello? What's that? I mean, no one's kibay suda on it, you're saying. Oh, says Shmuel Gavaldi. No one's kibay suda on something that's filled with something sweet, or kneaded with something sweet, or dry and crumbly. People are not generally kibay suda on a pretzel, or a cracker. Or a ragalach. It's not someone the same things that people eat in large quantities. They eat in small quantities, and therefore that's the reason why, according to all we showing him, they have different mahalchim. That's the reason why they hold that way. Now there's a shaila already in the achreinim. achreinim. Is this a machlokes rishonim? Do they each argue on each other, or each one agrees with the other one but gives another condition to call it mazonis? Daniel, are you with me? You hear? Menachem. Yeah, Eliezer. Is it a machlokes rishonim that each one argues on the other one, or do they agree with each other? But each one gives another tonight. That's the shaila. Stebealocha brings a ma'ima motcha. The ma'ima motcha says that all shitas agree with each other, and that's what he wants to tie up. But from the mishnah it's clear to ask him that they're all a cholik with each other. And if you look at the shulchanog, the shulchanog paskins like all three lekula. What does it mean? We paskin like all three lekula to be makel. To be makel in what way? Anybody? Oh, we're passing like all three Lakula, meaning if you had one tonight without the other tonight, that's considered to be Amazonas. I don't need all three. We don't pasca like all three. Pasca like each and every one of them. So if you've got a bread that starts off as grain, regular, normal wheat, and it's been ground, and it's gone into a dough, and it's gone into the oven, which be'etzim is a hamoitzi, but it's got one of the three tonight. A, kneaded with something sweet. B, filled with something sweet. Or C, that it happens to be dry and crumbly. The din of such a thing is considered to be a mazoinus. Tomorrow, what I want to do is I want to go through each and every one of them, talk about how it's the gay to crackers and pretzels, to rogalach and berekas, and of course we're going to get obviously to the shiloh of pizza and mazoinus bread. Join us tomorrow, have a wonderful day.